0: morning. Welcome to uh, another edition of the Sunday Rise. Almost got a full house tonight. Got the man, the myth, the legend, BJ. What's up, y'all? We got the man that's twice as nice, cool as ice, and ain't never had a bad day in his damn life, Junie.
1: Good morning, good morning, and Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Merry Christmas, indeed. Uh, we're gonna start off, of course. It's the NFL show. We're gonna start off right in the NFL. We're gonna start off with two marquee matchups this morning. Uh, the Bills versus the Ravens. The Bills are 9-3, the Ravens are 10-2. Uh, Ravens are a hot ticket right now. <laughs> but the Bills ain't slacking because they winning too. Uh, let's start with you, BJ. These, your Buffalo Bills, man. What you got to say about them?
2: What do I have to say about the Buffalo Bills? They got um they got a big test today in Orchard Park. And they're actually, you know, way anyway, you know, I tell everybody all the time, you know, we talk through WhatsApp. I talk to a lot of people through WhatsApp, and my my girlfriend Gary made a good point. He said the Buffalo Bills are actually uh a budget version of the Baltimore Razor if you if you look at the whole team. You know, you, when you go down the checklist pop position, of course you give Lamar Jackson a nod over Josh Allen. And 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 not by much. You know, Josh Allen isn't making quite the the steer that Lamar Jackson is. and hasn't beat the caliber of people that Lamar has beat. But if you go down the list the running game is slightly better than Buffalo the line slightly better than Buffalo, the receivers uh, slightly better than Buffalo. The the teams are built kind of the same way. So it's going to be interesting today to see um, if Buffalo can at home with a crowd in Orchard Park that hasn't had a meaningful game in a long time in December. Okay. So, and I'm not forgetting about the playoff push a couple of years ago. But this is a different feel. You're talking about a team that if they can win this game, the Patriots game, and finish out who they're supposed to finish out versus, I believe it's the, the Jets they play, they could possibly be the number one seed in the AFC. So that's what's on the line. You're talking about, that hasn't been in the case in Buffalo in 20 years, so 20-plus years. Okay, so this game, it means a lot to the Buffalo Bills and also means a lot to the Ravens because they're going in hostile territory into Orchard Park where no one wants to go to play because of the cold, because of the weather conditions that can pop up there. It looks like it's pretty clear today. I don't have the weather report directly in front of me, but uh, let's see. I'm trying to see who's out. Um, Got a couple of questionables on Baltimore. Uh, Ty and Secky for the uh, Bills, he's out with an ankle. I mean, that that doesn't make it – for me, that doesn't make a huge difference. I think it's going to come down to – for Buffalo – They're going to have to control Mark Ingram. Of course, they have to control Lamar Jackson because this team has struggled with the running. I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills. They struggle with the ground game on defense. So it's going to be interesting to see what Sean McDermott comes up with to slow Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram down. And then I, I kind of got faith in the secondary. The secondary for me, I'll, I'll tell anybody that listens, this team was built to beat the Patriots. And when you're playing the Patriots, the Patriots, I don't have numbers right in front of me, but I assume they're in their passing offense, shotgun, three, four wide receivers, probably at least 60% of the time. So this team was built for that. So I'm not really concerned about them getting carved up passing, but Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram getting out, doing some damage that kind of, you know, worries me. But for Buffalo, they have to get the running game going. Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, Cole Beasley. I had to eat crow uh, last week, Thanksgiving, against the Cowboys. Josh Allen sat there throwing darts. And that's what I wanted to see because I'm tired of seeing him bail the offense out and run for, you know, 15, 20 yards. Because I feel like for Buffalo to take the next step, the next level, he has to be a better passer than what he is, and I don't mean to ramble. I don't mean to you know, be all over the place. But today I I haven't even picked the game. If y'all noticed, I put my picks in. I haven't picked the Buffalo Baltimore game, and I'm gonna wait to the last minute to do it because I need to know exactly what the feel is. I'm leaning towards Buffalo on an upset today. Um, that, that's, that's kind of the direction I'm leaning toward. But I'll be in front of the TV watching the game from start to finish. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's a big matchup. Like I said, you go back in the history of Buffalo, the last time they made the playoffs, they had to have help on a miracle last second play. And that's not the case this year. They can control their own destiny and actually maybe take the division. But it's a lot of work to do. So not getting ahead, not looking ahead of the Ravens because they are a hell of a team. They have an MVP, which in my, in my, in my, my personal opinion, he's the, the leader for the MVP race, which is Lamar Jackson. So this team is serious. So Buffalo gets a serious test today at home, and we'll see how
0: they can do. All right, Junie, what you think about it from the Ravens' side, Buffalo? I mean, this is, the Ravens is your division rival, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Uh, I know you ain't put your picks in yet, but can we get a sneak peek? You, you want to see them win this, get blown uh, out? How you wanna...
1: These going to be my picks right here. I, um, this game right here is going to make or break Buffalo Bills, and it's going to make or break with BJ as a a Bills fan, um, the Ravens are a very good team, man, and running the ball. But people don't understand how good the Buffalo Bills defense is. I put that Buffalo Bills defense up there with the 49ers. See, a lot of people are so used to seeing Buffalo lose and come up short and losing, and losing, and losing. And, but Buffalo gonna make everybody believe it this year. But that Ravens run game, man, is who is is a Good God, I might have got a trouble run game. Anyway, I'm going to cut this short. I'm going to go with the Ravens. First of all, I don't, I don't have the stats on that uh, Patriots game with Buffalo, but they held Buffalo to 10 points. That final score was 10-6. to six. That's how good that uh, Buffalo defense is. But today, let's go Ravens, 17-16. Uh,
2: and, and and B, I don't think for me, I don't think it's it's gonna make or break the Bill season <clears throat> because they can still lose this game, be competitive, take them to the brink. Because they still have some steps to go. They're they're not this they're, they're not in that upper echelon with the Ravens, with the Patriots, with the 49ers, with the Seahawks. They're not in that tier. They have to prove they belong in that tier. Now, if we already had them in that tier and they went they you know they Baltimore came in there and blew them out, yeah, it would be a step back. It would be a, a huge loss. But today they have they have something to prove. Baltimore doesn't have anything to prove. Everybody's already putting Baltimore in the AFC championship game, possibly the Super Bowl. Everybody thought uh the 49ers Ravens game was a s a, a, a pre-Super Bowl matchup. Which was a great game, by the way. A hell of a game. One probably one of the best games of the NFL season by far.
1: So and it went down me, to the wire.
2: Went, went down to the wire. Lamar Jackson fumbled the ball. You know, you, you, it was it was a if you if you're in the boxing, it was a classic boxing match where you're trying to set that that haymaker up, but you gotta you gotta get them jabs in and you gotta set it up. And 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 it, that's what it was. It was just a great game. The weather was perfect, you know, and Baltimore, messy. You know, if you're a football fan, like last week, even the Giants-Packers pa- Giants, uh, game, you know, we all know the Giants really ain't a good team. But when it starts snowing as a football fan, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see, you know. <laughs> but I, I – I don't want to put Buffalo on that level yet. Now, if they come out today and handle business at home, now you really have to start talking about putting him in that tier with the 49th. And I, I understand where you're coming from. Being, like I told you, this team was built to beat the New England Patriots. And I've been saying this since we start podcasting. I've been saying this for the last 20 years of Patriots dominance. Okay. You see what's on the other side of you. A good franchise, you have to beat your division first. And, and you guys know it. If you can't, Junie, you know, if you can't beat Cincinnati, you can't beat the Browns, you can't beat the Ravens, then you're not going to lead a division. It doesn't matter.
1: That's right.
2: KG, KG knows when the NFC East was black and blue, the black and blue division, if you didn't have a certain style of... Play to get out of that division, you weren't leaving. It, it just is what it was. Now, I've been saying for the last umpteen years <clears throat> for the Bills to beat the Patriots on a consistent basis, one, they have to have, <clears throat> if they plan whatever defense they're playing, whether it's three, four, four, three, they have to have edge rushers that can get to the quarterback without extra pressure because you can't send too much pressure to Tom Brady. He's proved that he'll carve you up nine times out of ten, okay? You have to be three to four deep at cornerback because now you have to have cornerbacks and they have to be versatile. They have to be able to play man and zone. You can't have a a one-dimensional cornerback because these guys need to be able to be on an island by themselves or be in zone and understand where they need to be. Then you need to have two safeties that have really, really good coverage. Really, really good cover skills to not let anything behind them and understand what's going on with the offense and how to read and how to react. And I think Buffalo has built that. Just like Junie said, they they held New England. They just couldn't. I think that's the game. I think Josh Allen got hurt that game. Nah, yeah, Josh, I think Josh Allen got hurt that game, and uh, I think Barkley had to come in. So the offense didn't move at all once that happened. So I'm 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 I don't want to say I'm satisfied with what's going on in Buffalo, but they they're doing, they're trending up. And for this, like I said, for us to be in December and them to have this big game. This is is this the biggest game of the of the schedule today, fellas?
0: No, sir, it's not. We got another one that's even bigger.
2: Which 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 of ones bigger?
0: Well now that transitions us into the next one. The what they're calling the battle of the bayou. And before we jump over, if the Ravens win, they clinch a playoff spot. But now the battle of the bayou is 10-2 New Orleans Saints hosting the 10-2 San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, that's
2: another that is a heavyweight. I, I i I'll I'll give them that. That's a heavyweight. So, now, it's a heavyweight.
0: we're going to start with you this time, Junie. Looking at this game, Niners Saints. <sighs> ah, what, you, what, you, what you thinking about it?
1: Man, it's definitely going to be a good game. Um, Now, let me ask you this. Can I put my picks in now, or should I still send them in?
0: Still send them in.
1: Okay, that'll work. Uh. Both teams got really good defenses and I, and that Cam Jordan is a beast on that defensive line, man. Um but I got to go with that experience. Well, that Drew Brees always finishes the game. So let's go with the New Orleans Saints. Uh 24-23. 24 hmm. 23. All right,
0: I can I can dig that. You got You got uh two close games.
1: Yes, sir. All
0: right, BJ, what you got going on on this other what they call in the Battle of the Bayou?
1: Well, while we wait for BJ, we we all would like to get your pick also now. You need (laughs) to give a pick on the first game.
0: I I was trying to abstain from the pick because I don't even know who to pick, man. I mean, the (laughs) Ravens. The Ravens are just an absolute beast. Um, but Buffalo's no slouch. Then in this right. second game, I have I, been I picked with San Francisco, I think, like the first seven to eight weeks of the season. And did <clears> not <throat> lose. But they're going up against my man, Drew Brees. You know, everybody talks about Tom Brady and, uh, you know, Brady being the GOAT. Drew Brees need to be mentioned in that conversation, too. I've been doing this, this do it for a long time.
2: But see, hold on, hold on, and it, this is what I be telling you, KJ. People that are not putting him in that conversation don't know football, and you need not to listen to those people regardless. But if you're not putting Drew Brees in the same category with Tom Brady, then you don't know football.
1: I agree. And if you That's see
2: me, if you see me on the street, I tell it to you in your face.
0: <laughs> so, but
2: Would, um. Yeah, go
0: ahead, KG. No, Drew Brees is one of the most prolific passing, accurate. And then off the field, he's one of the most humble guys you could ever meet. And me being a Notre Dame fan, I had to see Drew Brees every year play uh, Notre Dame when he was at Purdue. So I, I knew how good he was coming out of college. But everybody talked about his height. Doesn't matter about height. You know, they said the same thing about Flutie. When Flutie got his second chance at the NFL, he was a little older, but he lit the league on fire. So, I don't want to hear nothing about height no more. These five nine, five ten quarterbacks are able to pretty much be the beast that these six one, six two, six four quarterbacks are. So, don't give me nothing about about height no more. And Drew, I mean,
2: we can talk. We can talk about height. talking about Brock Osweiler come out. He has the perfect physique 6'7 and couldn't throw the ball in the trash can. So <laughs> it, it, like, like, let's stop. Everybody gets so hung up on people's physical stature and, and nature. And, and like I said, until the NFL combine has something that can measure um, with real heart, determination, you, all, all that stuff is pretty. Oh, yeah, you know, we want somebody 6'4", six, 6'5", six, a quarterback, and this type of arm span, and hands have to be this big. Don't matter if they can't throw the ball. I mean, we sat here and watched Lamar Jackson sit in that green room, and it, it was pissing me off. It was pissing everybody here off because we knew he, he needed a chance. We sat there, the, the pitch was floating around, and then now him laying on his head on the table I guess, is that next to his mom, KG?
0: I believe that is, mom.
2: And just sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. And now you go through all the teams that passed him up. And you can easily say, oh, man, if my team had took Lamar Jackson, we had been at the point we are now. No, that's not necessarily true. Because you have to get him, one, and then you have to know what to do with him. And John Harbaugh, is a hell of a coach,
1: yes, and sir. he's proof.
2: He's proving that, along with another coach in his division, Mike Thomas, along with Bill Pel- Bill Belichick, Kyle Shanahan. Now, yep, they're, they're proving that they're in that upper echelon of coaches. Because it, just to say the Redskins got Lamar Jackson, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be ten and two. If, if, you know what I'm saying? They wouldn't be 10-2 right now because we talked about it at nauseam at the beginning of the season, how the Redskins should have been using Case Keenum and how they should have been running their offense and how they should be making adjustments, and none of that happened. So you get the player of your dreams. You land them. If your coach doesn't know what to do with them or how to implement an offense to him, just like – you can say what you want about Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan here, but they tailor-made an offense for RG3 for him to flourish in. Tailor-made that just for him. And then when Kirk Cousins came in, there's a totally different offense. And I get, I, I'm i not trying to talk about the Redskins right now, but I'm trying to give people an uh, example because we're local. We're local to the Redskins. We're local to the Ravens. You know, just like Colin Kaepernick, read option. He gets uh, what was the new? The coach that came in after that. Chip Kelly, who came in after
0: the. Uh, it was Chip, no, it was Tom Sula. Then Chip Tom Kelly.
2: Sula. Okay, and then all of a sudden they're asking him to do stuff that you know he's not. I don't want to say he's not good at, because I I do think he's a decent quarterback, but that's not his strength. And I love that Lamar Jackson is sitting there. Not only can he run the read option, he's showing you that, hey, I can sit back here and fling this thing too if I have to, and that's what I'm going to do. And I think that makes him even more dangerous. kind of – and KG says it all the time. He has the perfect mentor sitting on the sidelines with him in RG3. You can say what you want about RG3. You can say how arrogant he was here, this, that, and other. But the boy had the talent. And Lamar is basically a 2.0 version of Vic and RG3. You know, I, 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 I can hear it now. Oh, you can't put RG3 in the same person as Michael. Vick. I, I I know that. RG3 only had one decent season, but he came in and lit the league on fire. Proved that had an elite arm, and whatever you game you played, y'all were you know, you were never out of the game, it was always a chance to win it. So, enough of me rambling, KG. Let's get back on, on track,
0: okay? Well, we uh, the question is back on you, uh, San Francisco, New Orleans, Battle of the Bayou 10 and 2 versus 10 and 2, uh, Garoppolo versus. Breeze, I mean, Jordan versus Bosa. I mean, there's so many things you can you can dream up out of this matchup. So where are you going with that before we take a break?
2: I have, right now I have the Saints 24-21. I have the Saints, but the 49ers lost that game to the Ravens. I know they're going to be hungry. I know they're going to be upset. I know it's a lot on the line as far as the NFC playoff seeding and race. The 49ers um, lose this game. They have the Hawks in the same division, Seahawks, playing balling out right now. So any ground they lose the Seahawks, you're talking about a uh, potential 49ers first or second seed by to them being a fourth or fifth seed and having to be on the road. So that's a big deal. So right now I'm giving the Saints the edge 2421. But I know I'm gonna change some picks come 1240, 1250 ish, because I have my alarm set. So
0: well, I'm going with my man Drew Brees and I'm gonna say it's gonna be a close one. I'm gonna say 3130 Saints. And that's not taking anything away from the 49ers because I think they're going to make some real noise in the playoffs. But got to go with Drew Brees here. So, look, we're going to take a break, come right back with a little rapid fire, a little NFL headline news, and, you know, get a get a couple opinions. I gave my opinion on one topic. I want to hear from BJ and Junior on the same topic. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: That's what Antonio is doing right now. He's out front of the 7 Eleven, but big man, you got a dollar, man. That's what he's doing. He's begging now. And the NFL ain't in no rush. The NFL have, 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 have replaced greater people, and they do it all the time. That's Terrell Owens, Chad Johnson, and a, a numerous list of other people that haven't got a second chance. So, do I think he'll play again? Yes, I I, I think the teams are, are are waiting to see if all that legal stuff clears up completely. And nobody wants any loose ends, you know. He comes to the team, and all of a sudden a new allegation comes out, and this, that, and the other. So I think the teams are doing their homework to make sure. But you know, his talent is undeniable. You know, you look at his numbers and they're Hall of Fame worthy. You know, it's sad that it's happening to him this way, but, and and I don't like the fact that the hometown quarterback was, you know, lobbying for him to come. Like, the Washington Redskins are not the place for Antonio Brown for multiple reasons. So, for him to go Wherever he goes he's gonna to have to have a, a a team full of full of vets full of people that aren't afraid to come to him and be like look we don't do that here or you know get your act together and I thought he was in a good place with the Patriots and you know of course he didn't get a he he was there for a week two weeks whatever he was there for he didn't really get a chance to show. An AB episode, so we don't know if he would have acted out in, in 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 New England or not. But his the situation has to be right, and it damn sure isn't the Washington Redskins. He would have to go somewhere that's contending, um, and has a, a strong coaching structure, have a strong quarterback, so. Those places are limited for him. But, yeah, I mean, if if the, if the allegations are false and they're proven to be, I think he deserves to get back in the NFL because that's what's holding him out now. And, you know, you hate to see anybody go down for false accusations and people looking for money and this, that, and the other. So I think he'll get another shot. It just the legal stuff has to clear up.
0: Well, he can get another shot. I, me personally, I don't want to see him here in Washington. So, but if he doesn't get another shot in the NFL, he can get another shot in the XFL. So, hey, dude, man, dude. that
2: man is not going. To, he is not going to go play in nobody's XFL. All
0: right, let's
2: let's 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 make one thing clear. Antonio Brown's not hurting for money. And unless he just goes on a a ridiculous spending spree buying Tigers and, you know, put an ATV park in his living room, you know, he's set. So you will not see Antonio Brown in nobody's XFL or anything like that. If he gets another shot to play football, he'll be playing in the NFL. That's not even an option. Not for him. Not for that. Not for that ego? No. Uh-uh. Because everybody knows it's not like he's been sitting out for two or three years. He, we know he can still play. He just got to get into the, the right situation. So as far as the right situation, that's another show. Would Would New England give him another chance? I think if Tom Brady says something, yeah, if they if they can clear out his legal troubles, you know, I don't know. You know, but he, he did have some words to say for Mr. Kraft. And, you know, when he left there, he was kind of boisterous. And that, that that's probably kicking him in the ass, too, a little bit. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, off the top, KG, what's a good situation for him?
0: The Jets. 49ers. The Niners. Hell, the even Detroit. Green Green Bay. Green Bay. Hell, there you go. You got a strong
2: quarterback. He's going to get him the ball. He's going to feed him yep. the ball. That's not going to be a problem. Yes, sir. You know, and, and it's not like he's not, Pittsburgh is a is a a, a cold weather snowy, you know, just like uh, Green Bay. And so it's not like he's not used to playing in that type of conditions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, yeah, I mean just off the top, those are some teams, you know, mm-hmm. I, if I'm Green Bay, if I'm anybody right now, that's contending, you know, that needs some another help at receiver. I, I seriously look at Antonio Brown
1: because you're
2: all hey, you're kidding. Go ahead. Y- go ahead
1: y'all, y- y'all, mark my word. Antonio Brown is going to end up right back with his buddy, Le'Veon Bill. He's going to end up at the New York Jets because they are struggling with receivers also.
2: I think the New York Jets are struggling with life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even think it's a receiver problem. I think oh. I, mean, I don't think I don't think Sam Donald's that good. You know, I, I think it's a little bit deeper for the Jets. I mean, but like, like if you're Antonio Brown, you really don't have too many options. So if the Jets call, you know, you you have to kind of fill that call. But you know, I, I mean, I don't put anything past anybody at this point because you know. I really thought Colin Kaepernick would be signed by now because you have teams that are at the bottom of the barrel losing, you know, you know, you got 60, 70,000 seat stadiums with 20,000 people showing up. So, you know, I thought it would be a, a a clown circus, you know, you sign them and, you know, get people in the stadium, sell some merchandise because that's what the NFL is about at the end of the day, you know, but, uh, We shall see about the whole Antonio Brown thing. What's next, KG?
0: All right, jumping to the next topic. I already gave my opinion about it. I want to hear from you guys. There's an online petition trying to remove Michael Vick from the Pro Bowl, the honorary Pro Bowl captain, which they do, they've been doing for the last couple of years. I remember it was Jerry Rice and Dion one year. This year it's uh, Michael Vick, Daryl Green, Bruce Smith, and a couple of other guys. You know, there's a couple of the Hall of Famers and they call Mike Vick an NFL legend, which he is. And they have an online petition on change.org. And if you've ever signed a petition on change.org for anything, I'm sure you got the email. So what it's saying is, you know, why is the NFL keep giving the spotlight to this dog murderer? Uh, he killed dogs and he... Fort dogs and this, that, and the other. He shouldn't have a job and he shouldn't have this. Got to calm down a little bit because I I get a little amped up. But what are you fellas thinking about this whole removing him from Pro Bowl captain? Go ahead, Junie.
1: Well, well, I I definitely do not agree. I'm a big Michael Vic fan, I'm a Michael Vick supporter, and I uh, I like the way, uh, Reed gave him a second chance to come play in Philly. Um, I love his style of play. I love Michael Vick, man. Um, matter, matter of fact, I I watch him grow up downtown Newport News. He used to walk around the streets with his mother and his sister with a football in his hand. I'm serious, man. At a really early age, but um, I don't want to see him get dropped off uh, and it, this happened years ago. what's about what, 12, 13 years ago?
0: 12 years.
1: Yeah, so I, I, I disagree with that, y'all. I, I really disagree. And I hope they finally just leave it alone. They're not ever going to leave it alone
2: because it's a black man that um, you know, doing thing, and it's just how this country is. If the same people that I've been through were just as outraged when Black people are murdered by police, Justly, what is now happening on campus. If you were the passionate people, man, uh, nothing. It's for me. These are people don't have anything better to do because this man served jail time. He basically lost his career, you know. And like, and like Junie said, Henry gave him a chance, come back. But if, if, if we all know, it wasn't the same as if he would have stayed in Atlanta. He probably got another mega deal. He lost money. He lost freedom. Now everywhere he goes, if he's at an event, he has people, you know, dog right, uh, uh, animal right activists protesting this, that, and the other. And I'm, a, it, you know, I know, you know, I don't know who's listening, but get a life. Get a damn life. This man has done his time. Okay. He made a mistake. A lot of people make mistakes. And I guarantee if you go to these Animal Rights activist house, they make a lot of mistakes, too. They just ain't on blast and not in front of the camera like Michael Vick. So go get a life. Go find something to do. You know, we, the, way, the way these people are bringing up stuff and you would have thought he just did this six months ago.
1: Oh, my God. You're right.
2: Yeah, you would have thought he just did this six months ago and, you know,
1: this is this is 12, 13 years
2: ago. Okay. Let this man live. If, and here's and this this is a serious issue for me. If the NFL does remove him from Pro Bowl Captain, I, I will be completely done with the NFL. When we have our NFL shows, I won't have anything to talk about at all. They they will definitely lose me. Because, like I said, this man has done his time. You know he, he's uh, done educational stuff on what he did and why it was wrong, and just countless things. And all you do is just roll your eyes and just be like, y'all don't have nothing else to do. Who 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 is the animal? What's the name of the, uh, the 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 you know the name of the organization KG that wants him off the the Pro Bowl captain?
0: I don't even think it's Peter. I think that's a uh, that's just a. Somebody that started a um, a petition. I don't think it's the organization.
2: And and, and it, it, a lot of a lot of times too, what you have to remember: people do stuff now for attention. They do stuff to bring attention to. Just like these DAs and these lawyers and these cops, you know. If you notice, you know, you know, you're learning a lot now. A lot of, not just black men, people in general, incarcerated falsely. And and you get these DAs and these district attorneys and these, uh, you know, people that are, it's election time, and they want to say, look, look how many people are locked up. And you're finding out that it was done through lies and falsifying records and falsifying police reports and the police line. It's the same thing. People want attention, trying to get whatever, you know, push whatever agenda that they have going and it's the perfect time because Michael Vick back in the news and I do animal rights and I'm, I'm going to do this. People are going to know who I am. You're a loser. Whoever, whoever is, or company that started this go get a life. See you at the Provo with Michael Vick as captain.
0: well, I gave my two cents, but here's a few cents more. When when Cletus and Festus is down in the back roads of by of Louisiana fighting dogs, nobody blinks an eye. You got all these famous people and 45 sons, the owner of Jimmy John's, killing endangered species and taking pictures over them, but nobody blinks. Something happened 12 years ago. You paid your your debt to society and everybody loses their mind. I'm not here for it. But we got kids in the cage dying at the border.
1: Oh my God. You hit them on the head.
0: You got nothing to say. You worried about something that happened 12 years ago. Like BJ said, get a life. And we're going to move on from that. <sighs> the season's almost up. We're in week 14, fellas. You know, Black Monday is normally the day after the season. At that two well, that Monday, Tuesday ish. If you if the team plays on Monday, that ends the season. I need each of y'all to give me two coaches that's gonna get fired on Black Monday. Well, between now and Black Monday, how about that? Uh,
2: Junior, you want to go first?
1: Well, I got one in my mind. Um, first Jason Garrett. Okay, we are they are to let go. Ron Rivera, I didn't agree with 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 uh, firing Ron Rivera Ron Rivera lost his uh, starting quarterback Cam Newton, and I just don't think they should have fired him so soon uh, my opinion, okay but before Black Friday, I see Jason Garrett leaving and uh, let's go with uh the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, he he benched, God, what's his name? He, he benched Andy Dalton. And then he's bringing Andy Dalton back. Man, come to think about it, it's quite a few guys. But I'm going to go with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals head coach and Jason Garrett. Can y'all recall the uh, Cincinnati Bengals head coach name? It don't matter.
2: One second. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 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 <It's real>. <laughs> <laughs> man, it doesn't matter what his name is because, man, people have been calling for Marvin Lewis' job for the longest time, and now you see how good of a coach Marvin Lewis was.
1: Exactly.
2: And I'm not saying that he was the savior of this and other. I'm just saying. Marvin Lewis was some serious glue because that thing fell apart when he left. Mm
0: -hmm. It
2: absolutely fell apart because if you're the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals, now I don't know how long you've known this or if they know it and they just didn't do anything, but for me, Andy Dalton was never, never, ever going to take you to the next level of anything. And how long he how long have you been a Cincinnati quarterback? At least the last four or five years? hmm <laughs> Okay, so hold on a second. I had to get a cough out. I'm sorry. So so we're talking about it doesn't matter. And this is what I be saying. It's like when I said before, it doesn't matter who got Lamar Jackson if your organization top to bottom is garbage. It doesn't matter who the Cincinnati Bengals. Coaches, it really does. Um, I don't think the Dolphins is going to give their coach another year. You know why, unfortunately, because he's a black man and black men, black men, black coaches, just like the Arizona coach last year, are using scapegoats when teams need uh, to bridge a gap, and all of a sudden, when they get the marquee quarterback in the draft or, or uh, marquee coach, um, the act, the black guys, Jesse, with it, even a Smith was just talk, talking about on first take. How many to what is thirty two to the dolphin? What? um, you've lived. Mediocrity at quarterback for the last five years. So, I'm to get this man a new, a new quarterback that can that can win. And keep the cup The hell is you got a new arm out there that can't win you no man. Marcus, of my Hello. You
0: still at BJ?
1: Yeah, man, I ain't understand. Nah, it hey, was choppy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. of clear man. Right.
2: I, I apologize for the the uh, the uh, noise and the uh, on all, on uh, <laughs> you know, but it, it, that's frustrating. But I was saying, it doesn't matter who the Cincinnati coach is, if you're not going to replace Andy Dalton. If you live with Andy Dalton for five years and being mediocre. Then it doesn't matter what coach you have. If you're going to try Andy Dalton back out next season, then my six-year-old can go coach because nothing's going to happen in Cincinnati, and so that gets replaced. I was saying the Dolphins' coach will probably be on on the on, uh, on, uh, chopping block next. Why? Because he's African American, and I hate to say that because, but the the NFL has a history of making short use of African-American coaches. It just is what it is. We we saw it last year in Arizona, and everybody thinks that that the guy, I forget his name, got the short end of the stick. Because you see now how trash Josh Rosen was. And they tried him out there as the savior. So now you get Kyler Murray, and now all of a sudden it's you get a new coach. Cliff Kingsbury, which by a lot of people saying not qualified to get a head coaching job in the NFL. Um, the Giants, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do, do with their coach. Uh, I don't know what they expect him to do or what he had. Uh, and of course, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, I think this will be the season they move on for Jason Gerd. I, I really believe that. But if they don't, then they, they're they also okay with mediocrity because Jason Gerd is not going to get them to the next level. Never. It, yeah, He's not going to do it. That's leading the league in yards, passing. Okay, you got Zeke. It just needs to be a philosophy change there, I think. And I also believe that He's lost some of that team. I think they've given up on him a little bit. Because for them, that last Thursday Thanksgiving game against Buffalo at home, they were embarrassed. For Buffalo, it was a, it was a game. If you look at the records from that game, it was a game Buffalo was supposed to win and needed to win because they had a better record than the Cowboys. And then Buffalo needed to prove that they could beat a better team, which you know we thought the Cowboys were a better team. For the Cowboys, the loss was catastrophic because they were at home. They don't respect the Buffalo Bills. You saw it. They, they, they thought they, all they had to do was show up on Thanksgiving and put that star in their helmet, and they would win. They were at home. And Buffalo A-B- came out and, and stomped a mud hole in.
1: Hey BJ, I want to add this, too. When you have a team that everybody is upset with one another – Everybody's going against everybody. Hey, the confidence level is going down. And when they show it on TV how Jason Witten was upset, yelling and arguing and fussing, this team is a no-go. It's, 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 no, it's no future in this team. Did y'all see what the Jason, uh, Jason Witten I the
2: missed Jason Wh- Now, I missed that he was arguing with. Who was he arguing
0: with? Oh, you dude, just- I, I, he was trying to fire them up but it wasn't working. He was like, basically, everybody was saying, you know, did he really come back to play like this?
2: Of course not. I mean, I I, I really think Jason Witten thought he was coming back to put some stability at tight end with a team that was poised to make a Super Bowl. Because we're not talking about the Cowboys were that uh NFC championship, winning division, we're talking about people had picked him for a Super and that's definitely not happening this year. So, like I said, I really think that that team has given up on Jason Gerd, and, and it just happens. One, he wasn't a, a really good coach to begin with. Okay? He wasn't a good coach to begin with, and now you know, things that happen, you know, you get your players start questioning you know your play calling, your your decision making, and why certain guys are still playing. You know and you have, have what you have in Dallas now, and they just you know lost to the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky, probably from one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So he, he
1: just you like where old Dallas, star.
2: and and that's sad because like I was telling them, our our resident sideline junkie. Gary, Dallas didn't. The defense had pretty good over So, to lose to the Bears, the way they did, I don't, get, I don't care if it's in Chicago. If Mitch Trubisky, that quarterback, I, I'm sending eight people. How many people want to feel that? I might send 10 a couple of times. Like, I have no respect for Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback. I might send 11, engage 11, send everybody, make him find the open person. I'm not letting
1: Mitchell Trubisky score. What was, was it, 31-24? Yep.
2: Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. I'm sorry. I just – I'm sorry. Mitchell Trubisky. I just, is it certain quarterbacks in this league that you? I just, I just see him having good games, and he's one of them. So, yeah. yeah, he had 244 yards, three touchdowns, and an exception 23 to 31. So, nah, nah. ain't no way, but that those are the teams, Giants, Cowboys, Dolphins. I don't really care what Cincinnati does. They can move the team. That is, right now, that franchise is is, is, is just terrible, terrible. Uh, those those are my teams where you know coaches get on being without jobs come in the next two weeks into the season.
0: Well, my two teams, of course, Cowboys, and I'm gonna stay in the NFC East. I think Doug Peterson might be let go too, because the way Philadelphia is playing, this is not a soup This is not a team that won a Super Bowl two years ago. It, it isn't. But they, they, do you know? They are playing it's not.
2: It's not. It's not Doug Peterson. Then who it, is? It? <laughs> it's because Carson Wentz isn't an elite quarterback.
0: But you let Nick Foles go because you thought that Carson Wentz was the savior. Nick Foles. Exactly.
1: Exactly.
2: Not, not, fellas, not really. They already had. Money tied up into Carson Wentz. This is where the business side coming. in. They already had money tied up in Carson Wentz. So letting him go would have probably been a catastrophic cap hit that you can't afford in the NFL. So you, you have to let Nick Foles go. I guarantee you if they were on the same contract level, they would have let Carson Wentz walk. Because Nick Foles fits the, what Doug Peterson wants to do. It It, it just... I I hate to sound like a broken record, but if you don't have the right quarterback-coach combination, you know, that just like we, we can go, we can stay right here in Washington. Kirk Cousins was perfect for Jay Gruden and vice versa. That was the quarterback Jay Gruden needed to run his offense. And it just so happened it landed in his lap when he signed with Washington that Kirk Cousins was here. Now, I, I, I did say it with Andy Dalton, and, you know, you only go as far as your quarterback go. And I don't want to hear what Philadelphia, the, the receivers dropping pass. I don't want to hear that. Carson Wentz is not a quarterback that's going to take Philadelphia to the next level. He just
1: not. Hey, hey excuse He's me. Why, why are you talking about Philadelphia Eagles and NFC East? I want you all to know, mark my word, Eli Manning will light. are going to torch the Eagles today. You (laughs) mark my word.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. That's going to
0: be funny, too. That's going to be funny. Well, last last but not least, real quick, because we got to get out of here. It's already 1225.
1: Got to get picks picks in. in. Right.
0: So, real quick, fellas. MVP Right now, who's your, who's your, who's your lead dog Lamar in Jackson. the MVP race? There it is. Junior.
1: All hands down. All hands down. Hey, Lamar Jackson, man, he's proven everybody wrong. I love it. I love his story. Everybody wanted to make, make him go to wide receiver. He came out and said, even his mother said, my son is not a wide receiver. But anyway, cut it short, Lamar Jackson is a reigning MVP. 2019,
2: 2020. Lamar Jackson, I put Desha- Deshaun Watson behind. Cause I, when we started podcasting, I I've always been high on Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson, but what Lamar Jackson is doing on the ground and in the air, that team wouldn't be where they were, and of course with Deshaun Watson too. But Baltimore wouldn't be where they are without Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, hands down, right now is the MVP frontrunner. I want to see how the NFL screws this up, just like the year they split the Peyton and mcnair MVP. I thought that should have been all Steve McNair. I don't think that should have been a co-MVP year. Just like, and I'll say it, just like Kobe Bryant got screwed out a couple MVPs, especially one of them years Steve Nash won. So I want to see if the NFL screws this up and, and co-MVPs it with... God
0: knows who else. But I'm with it. I'm with the consensus here. Lamar Jackson MVP. That's it. That's all. Um I guess we, you know, we 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 get to the end of football today. We'll try to come back, do a post game. But before we leave, uh just want to send out condolences to the family of George Atkinson III, Uh his father is actually Raider Legend, George Atkinson. Uh defensive backfield mate of Jack Tatum. Two of the best safety combos you probably ever seen in history. But uh George Atkinson the third died uh earlier this week. Um and it's been a, a rough year for that family. Uh his brother Josh, both of them played at uh Notre Dame and his brother Josh committed suicide last year on Christmas and he's been struggling with it ever since so everybody says they, that he committed they, suicide
2: yeah and they and they right before the brother died last year they lost their mom right before that so they're yeah. saying that they lost their mom the brother their first committed suicide last year was struggling with that and then that you know um the
0: one that they're saying, you know, also committed suicide. It's
2: just just a really sad situation.
0: Right. So, you know, but I, I'll say this. To him. I, I, I'll say this. When you lose your twin brother, you lose a brother, period. You lose a, a piece of yourself. And there's no reports that George committed suicide. He died of a broken heart. So to those that have family members, friends going through things, depression is real. And men in general, we don't really express our feelings too much because it's always a, a stigma when you express your, your feelings, you're being soft, man up, you're acting like a girl. That's got to go away because we're losing too many people and they're going undiagnosed with depression. And they think the only way out is to die. So we got to stop that. So coming from the sideline junkies, start checking on your friends. Start checking on your family members because uh, this is an unnecessary reason to lose someone. Sometimes all they need is just somebody to talk to.
2: It's okay not to be okay.
0: Most definitely indeed. So that is all (laughs) the time that we have. Uh, That's BJ, that's Junie, I'm KG. We are the Sideline Junkies and we are out of here. Merry Christmas. This has been another Sideline Junkies production sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas sidelinejunkies four seven at gmail.com. Junkies out.